man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside, and God has never changed how we are to dress for success from the inside out. Last week, we talked about boldness. you got to be bold. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get to the top, you gotta be bold. You gotta, you gotta take chances. You gotta roll the dice. You gotta get out of the boat and walk on water. You gotta throw the rock when the giant's there. You gotta do things. You know, if it was easy to be successful, everybody'd be there. And there's no guarantee you're gonna be successful just because you're a child of God. So there are things that we have to do to be successful. So I'm going to talk to you today about, about the word joy. Open your Bibles up to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. This is one of the best scriptures in all the word of God. And you've got to understand that God really does have in his scriptures a definite formula for success. You know, as I was studying this, I looked up the word, everything I do, I read read the Hebrew part of it because the Hebrew connects to the New and the Old Testament. There's a word that you hear in Hebrew all the time. It's a very popular word, and it's called simcha. Matter of fact, in, around Jewish people, you'll hear their daughter or their son named simcha. And, and the word or the name simcha means joy. So they might, you might call a little girl, a little, little boy, simcha. Hey, simcha, come here. That, that word means joy or the word means happiness, but it, it goes in, in Hebrew, it goes much, much deeper. And we're going to talk about that today, but think about the word joy. You know, it sounds like, you know, a good idea, but not necessarily a real important idea, but listen to what it says about Simcha in Hebrew. It is the highest character that we must develop as a child of God. Religion says that when you get saved, you got to get serious and you got to get solemn. You know, I remember, this is an absolute true story. I remember when I first got saved, you know, I came in the church and had hair down to here and earrings and, and, and all the other stuff that went along with it. And I got saved. I didn't get saved because I was afraid of going to hell. I got saved because I felt the love of God and the joy of God. And I was real happy. And, and every evangelist that came through, he'd call me out. You know, he'd pick me out of the crowd, even with the long hair and, and the blue jeans and the bell bottoms and the sandals. And he'd say, you're going to preach every evangelist. And one day I went into the, into the men's room, uh, uh, and, and this guy that was in the church, he was an elder. And he fouled me in, and I was, I was in, uh, uh, washing my hands, and he came up behind me, and you could just tell he wanted to say something. And I turned around and looked at me, and he said, God will never use you. And I said, why? Because, I mean, this guy was an elder. And I said, why? And he goes, you laugh too much. And I thought, you know, that is just the, de- the devil that more you get saved, you know, and, and that's why so many people don't want to know Jesus. Because their relatives have witnessed to them who look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. Look like a mule chewing on rocks with a toothache. You need what I got. They want to know if there's a cure for what you've got. That's not God at all. God is not all shh. 
quiet. God is joy. He says, when you come into my house, I want you to shout with a voice of triumph. I want you to sing. I want you to dance. I want everything that has breath to praise the Lord. What we need to understand is the reason this is in there is because this is God's formula for success. How many want to be successful? Here, I got bad news for you. You're going to have to be happy and full of joy. Read with me in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And you know, I looked up in the Greek and the Hebrew, the word always, and it means all the time. What does always mean? All the time. Rejoice in the Lord when the gas is empty. Rejoice in the Lord when the gas is full. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now look at this. And again I say rejoice. He had to repeat himself. Rejoice in the Lord always. Do you ever meet somebody that said, man, get happy. He said, I am happy. Well, let your face know it. That's scripture. Look at what it says here. Let your gentleness or your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. You know what the, the, the best translation of that is in Greek? We've changed the word from Greek to English is, let the look on your face. Look at it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let the look on your face be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Let everybody that looks at you, you know what? You, 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 you tell them you're a Christian and you, they see you walking around. How you doing, brother? Okay. Under the circumstances. What are you doing under there? Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, let the look on your face say to everybody, you know God is at hand. I got to tell you, you should see how discouraging it is sometimes to look at you. God, send a hand from heaven and slap that smirk right on, or that frown right off their face. This music is worship and praise. Here's a thought. Worship him and praise him during the music. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's what it's for. Now, you may say, well, I don't feel like it. You don't have to feel like it. Just do it. And if you don't know what to do, read the scriptures. When you come into my house, lift up your hands. How many believe the word of God's for everybody? That means everybody ought to lift up their hands. Let everything that has breath. How many here are not dead? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This is not praise. I love you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. That'd be like me going up to Tiz and saying, oh, happy anniversary, Tiz. I'm so glad I married you 32 years ago. I would have gone from no praise to Tiz laying on of hands. Now, this is God's instruction for you. Say, it's for me. When you come into God's house, lift up your hands. When you come into God's house, let everything that has breath sing along with everybody else. Say, it's not my personality. Well, it's not your personality to go to hell either. 
Because Jesus changed it. Come on now. And let me, let me just throw this in because I'm going to tell you why here in a minute. Say, that's, well, that's not white man praise or black man praise or Hispanic praise. No, that's biblical praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When you come into my house, shout with the voice of triumph. That's everybody. Now watch this. Happiness and joy. Oh, let, let, let's finish this. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let, your, the, let the look on your face. You know, hey, let me, let, do you know, do you know I, I used to do years ago, I used to do phone sales and collection when, when I was in high school. They tell you to smile on the phone. Isn't that right? They tell you to smile on the phone. They said, they said your smile comes through your voice on the phone. You ever, you ever have a waitress that comes up to your table and doesn't smile? Yeah, what do you want? But you come have another waitress that's full of joy. How oh, we're so glad to have you. Welcome, good to be with you. This gal's getting a bigger tip. This guy's getting a bigger tip. Now, now this is real. Now, look what it says here. I'm, I'm going to show you some things that are going to blow your mind. Let your gen, let, look on your face be seen by all men that the Lord is at hand. That means you need to smile all the time. Can, can you imagine? I'm, I'm, we're going to get this scripture. Can you imagine if I got up here one day and I go, I don't think I'm going to make it. I want you to give your tithes, but I, I don't think it's going to matter. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. This is not the proper way to pray. If you don't do something, I'm going to die. If you don't help me, I quit. That's not the way to pray. Let your request be known unto God. Lord, I need this with supplication because you said you'd do it. And with thanksgiving, and I thank you, it's already done. <laughs> with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And when you do this, everybody say when. When, when you do this, the peace... The peace, the shalom, the nothing missing, nothing broken of God, which surpasses all your understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing on success. You gotta watch out who you hang out with. I started studying the psychological understanding of joy and happiness, and it's amazing. In English, it, it when you study the people who understand joy and understand happiness, they say it basically relates to a moment. It's not something that you can really expect to live in all the time. It's a moment. That's the way we have happy birthday, happy new year, happy anniversary. And so we can expect moments of joy. That's what it says in English. But in Hebrew, it says a whole different thing. It says joy and happiness is a level of life 
that you and I are expected to reach, you and I are expected to reach by putting in an effort to obtain it. Let me say that again. Happy is not, listen, it can be your birthday. And if you're not a happy person, it's not going to be a happy birthday. It can be your anniversary. It can be New Year. Happy happy New Year. If you're not happy, it doesn't make any difference what's on the calendar. It's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. Let me read again in Hebrew. Happiness and joy is a level of life we must and are expected to reach. Listen to this part. By putting on, putting in effort so that we may obtain it. We have to put in an effort. You mean it's not just something that, something that happens to me and I'll be joyful? Well, yeah, if you just want it for a moment. But how many like to be happy every moment and every day? Watch this. Simcha, the word joy, said simcha or joy and happiness is the key to a godly character, finances, marriage, knowing God, friendship, and I could go on and on. Happiness. Listen to what it says in, in, through the teachings of the Scripture. Happiness is the key to changing your character, to good finances, to a good marriage, to a good relationship with God, to good friendship. Happiness. Not, not, not all the exterior things, but just being happy. Listen to this. Joy is not added on once we know God as a side thing, but joy is the core of all of life and knowing God. The rabbis say that we are to be happy all the time. That's where we get the scripture. That's why, why he, he, teaching in Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord how often? Even right now, even right now. Rejoice in the Lord so the Talmud, where, where, where these guys are teaching, says that we're to be happy all the time. We're to give with joy. God loves a cheerful giver. We're to serve with joy. You know, I, I shared the other day that we need to start every day with this. And I've been doing it, and I pray you've been doing it. The moment I wake up, I say, Lord, thank you that I'm alive. And thank you that you're going to use me to bring light into the world. We're to give with joy. God loves a cheerful giver. We're to serve with joy. God, you know, we're to serve with joy, to, to be an usher, to be a greeter, to be, work in the children. Why? We're alive. We know God, and we get to tell somebody else about God. To work with joy. Instead of, you know, don't let the world brainwash you, the Monday blues. How can I work with, with joy? You've got a job. You've got a job. It may not be the job you want, but if you're faithful in that job and you do that job well, God will give you a better job and a better job and a better job. We don't have the Monday blues. We don't have the thank God it's Friday. We have the God is good every day of the week and we can walk in the joy of the Lord. We're, listen to this. We're to read or study with joy. I especially like this one. Man, I, I love it that there's no end to what I can learn. There's no end to what God will show me. We're to come, listen to what the rabbis say, we're to come home with joy. You're to bring that joy into your house. You're never to come home in a bad mood. We are commanded by God to come home in a good mood. We're to commanded by God to come home in a good mood. Now, now remember, the joy of the Lord is your what? 
It's your strength. It's your financial strength. It's your future strength. It's your family. The joy of the Lord. So when you come home from now on, when you wake up in the morning and you go, thank you, God, that I'm alive. And you say, well, why should I say that? Think about what the alternative to that is. How many are glad to be alive? When you come home, you decide to come into that house full of joy. You know, one of Tiz's favorite sayings, she's been teaching this for years and years and years, is you're as happy right now as you decide to be. Amen? The joy of the Lord. Now, the question is, why should I do all these things with joy? Now, let me give you the biblical answer. Number one is joy brings in the divine presence. Watch this. This is amazing when I read this. As, you, as I studied the, the teaching of, of Shimka, joy with the rabbis, it says joy does not rest on a person who, uh, 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 or, excuse me, the divine presence does not rest on a person who decides not to have joy. So let, 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 me, let me put it as simply what it means is, is, is the Bible says, my favorite scripture, if I can give you anything besides John three sixteen, let me give you this. This is my favorite scripture in all the word of God. Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight says, all things work together for good. Now think about this. You think, how can I have joy when I've just gone through something? Because what Satan meant for evil, God is going to use it for good if you rejoice, if you rejoice in the Lord always. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. The divine, the Shekinah glory does not reside on someone who decides not to have joy. Now that's, see, that's why joy is the essence of everything. Joy is the essence of everything. You're going through something that what you're going through or what just happened makes you feel bad. You want God to turn that around by his presence. And God says, here's the key. Smile. Lift up your hands. Shout hallelujah. Look in the mirror and say, devil, you can't get me. Watch out. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me and he's the baddest dude in the valley. You have to decide to put on joy. You have to decide it. You have to put an effort. When things are going well, it's easy to be happy. But when you're facing something, you have to decide not to be that stick in the mud. You have to decide, ladies, not to, when the husband comes home, not to be that dripping faucet. You have to decide, men, not to bring that dark cloud home from work. You have to decide to rejoice in the Lord always, and then again I say rejoice. Tiz and I made a decision. We talked this years and years ago when we were pastoring in Australia. We made this decision, and we decided to live by it every day. The devil doesn't get my joy. The devil doesn't get my joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so if the devil can steal your joy, then he's stolen your strength and he'll win. But when you rejoice in the Lord and let everybody see the smile on your face and you praise God in everything, not for everything, but in everything, 
See, that's one of the worst teachings in all of Christianity. Came up years and years ago. And it said, praise God for everything. We don't praise God for everything. You had an automobile accident. You, I just want to thank God. Excuse me, officer. I just want to, Lord, I thank you. They're, they're going to lock you up. Your toaster caught on fire. You don't praise God for that. Lord, I want to thank you for burning down that, my, my kitchen with that toaster. You don't praise God for everything. You praise God in everything. The devil, the devil breaks your car. You praise God. Thank God. I needed to get out of this piece of junk. God's going to give me a better car. They shut, they shut down your work. You need to praise God. Lord, Lord, I thank you. God's going to give you a better job. Are, are you with me? Now watch this. The, the, why should I rejoice in the Lord always? When you rejoice, the divine presence, the Shekinah glory shows up. All things work together for good. But that's only if we praise him. But if we praise him, what looks like it's bad, it's going to turn out good. Can I have an amen? amen. I can remember years ago that, that, that when we were getting ready to build the building in, uh, in Portland, and we, we knew we were out of room. We were, we were doing triple services and, and, and we needed, we were running about 5,000 people. We needed room. And so we were going around and I found this big, huge building and all this land. And, and I really thought, man, you know, I didn't have a word from heaven, but I thought this would be great. And so I claimed it and I told the church, let's pray for this. Let's claim it. Let's lay hold of it. We take people down and lay hands on it and anoint it with oil. We We'd walk around it and claim it every place. We'd put the sole of our feet. We'd bind the devil. We'd loosen the God. The, the God. We'd do all those things, and they sold it to somebody else. Now, I could have gone, oh, man. But I'm a firm believer that, number one, let's say, was it the devil or was it God? Well, if it's the devil, everything the devil steals, I get back multiplied by seven. If it was God then that means that God blocked that so I could have, we could get something better. So we just begin to praise God. Either way, you can't lose. If it's the devil, we get multiplied by seven. If it's God, he's got something better. So why not rejoice in the Lord always? So we went to the church and said, you know what? God's, this is, this is, God's going to take care of it. We thought that was it, but God's got something better. We had nowhere to go. They put a landlock on Portland. They weren't, no more buildings being built. And, and about three days later, we were driving down the road and, and I was driving and I saw a, a, a buck deer on this dirt road on this piece of ground. A deer. To me, that's a sign from heaven. I mean, that's, that's my burning bush. That's my parting of the waters. I backed up off this road, pulled down there. That deer just stood there. I looked for that deer for several years. And I'm there, and I, I pull up, and I see this sign laying down the grass, and it had a number on it. I called that number. Long story short, they said, yeah, this land's been available forever. 
long story short, we bought more than we needed. God said, buy it all. We bought 84 acres. We ended up selling about uh, 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 three quarters of it for three times the amount that we paid for it, paid that whole thing off, put a whole new street in, paid everything for cash, put everything in. Why did God, why did that other building fall through? Because God had something better, but only when we rejoice in the Lord always, we can't lose with the God we know. Somebody give him a clap offering and say amen. Look what it says in Psalms 30 verse 5. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It may feel bad for a moment. Say this with me. The devil doesn't get my joy. You may go through something, but you're going through the valley. Now, when you're in the valley, if you whine and complain, and you're living in the valley. You're going to buy land. You're going to build a, a, put a mobile home on it, have a gravel driveway. But when you're going through the valley, if you rejoice in the Lord, you're going through the valley to get to a better mountaintop. Most people stay in the valley day after day, year after year. Never, I don't know why I don't get out of the valley. I know exactly why. Why? Yeah, I've prayed for people and I want to say, you know what? There's no hope. Let's just call the wamblings. Matthew, would you pray for me? It doesn't do any good for me to pray for you. I need to agree with you. Everybody say joy. Joy Joy brings Shekinah glory. Watch this. Joy in Hebrew opens the gates of wisdom. It opens the gates of divine wisdom. A man with joy, listen to this from the Talmud. A man with joy will learn more in one moment that a man with no joy will learn in many weeks. Let me say that again. A man with joy, if we have no joy, God's trying to tell us. People are trying to tell us. God's trying to lead us, but we can't hear it. But a man with joy, now watch what I'm saying here. A man with joy will learn more in a moment than a man without joy can learn in weeks. In Psalms 100 and verse 1, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Enter into his gates with what? Enter in his courts with what? Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures. His truth endures for all generation. You shall know the what? The truth and the truth will set you free. Now listen to what I'm saying here. Can I tell you why most Christians don't learn anything? Because they don't come to praise service. It's like, well, the praise service isn't a big deal. The praise service isn't, I can, I can come late, I can park my car, and I can, I mean, it doesn't make any difference, you know, to me, what you do. But, but praise and worship 
releases joy, and joy opens the gates of divine wisdom. Enter into that gate with what? Praise and thanksgiving. So, I'll just use an example. If you came late today, you're missing 95% of what I'm teaching. Now, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that to wake you up. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. With all you're getting, get wisdom and knowledge. And so, here, here it was. How many have ever, don't, don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever gotten to fight with your spouse on the way to church? Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. I see people come in and you can, you know, you, you, you know, it's like, you can, you know that you're pulling in the park lot. Okay, come to church. Just shut up. <laughs> Act normal so nobody knows. <laughs> I've got to tell Tiz that all the time. Why does the devil do that to you? You can be go to the movies, you can go be going shopping. The devil wants you to fight on the way to church. Why? Because so when you come in, you're not lifting your hands, you're not praising God. Praise is the gate to joy. Joy is the gate to divine wisdom. So the devil says, you know what? Why don't you fight on the way to church? Or why don't you be late on the way to church? Or why don't you just hang out in the hallway on the way to church? Listen to me. That's why praise has become more in, in, we, uh, in the modern church. I travel all the world. We're more interested in professional musicians than we are anointed musicians. But we've got to go back to people who are truly worship leaders and praise leaders because praise is the gate to joy. Joy is the gate to divine wisdom. Divine wisdom will tell you how to have a better job and a better business and how to break through in your home and how to get your kids safe. It's not, a, it's not an accident. If you want, Pastor, would you pray for me? My finances won't get a breakthrough. Did you make it to praise today? The enemy doesn't want you to know the wisdom of God. With all you're getting, get wisdom. With all you're getting, get wisdom. Let me give you something so simple. Wisdom's not found in a book. Knowledge is found in a book, but wisdom is found from God. And God said, here's the key to wisdom. The key to wisdom is joy. And we enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Joy releases the divine presence Joy opens up the gate of, of supernatural wisdom, and joy brings rewards from heaven. Amen. Joy brings rewards from heaven. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, let, let, me, let me just say this, and I'll close. The rabbis teach that for you to be happy and full of joy, you've got to have an effort. You've got to have an effort. L- let me ask you this. How would you like to be married to somebody like you? I hate it when he does that. How how would you like to know you were coming home? Joy is the key to the supernatural. Joy is the key to wisdom. Joy is the key to the presence of God. And joy is a decision. And when we put the effort forward, God rewards the effort with that joy. You know, I was thinking about the pain of being happy, 
but the reward that comes after it. And I thought, I, 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 I saw the perfect illustration on Saturday. Saturday, Tiz, like I said, Tiz had a birthday party for me. And uh, we had about 200, 250 of you there. And people even drove up from Houston and, and things. And Saturday night, four years of putting on joy and four years of, uh, of, of trusting God and four years I'm walking around and hugging so many friends and our family. And, and Tiz, Tiz and after everybody left, after everybody left, Tiz came back and she said, you know, it's been worth it, hadn't it? Not just because of the church, because the, the, the church is our, is our family. There's a word in Hebrew called mishpucha, or Yiddish, mishpucha, which means the extended family, the clan, the group. And I thought, that's exactly what this is. It's, it's, the reward is worth it. L- l- look at what it says here. And I'll cl- I, cl- I close with this. Isaiah 61.3 says, put on the garment of praise. It's up to you to put it on. He says, put on the garment of praise. What does that mean? You don't feel it? Put it on. You don't feel joy? Just smack the devil right in the nose and put it on. You don't feel it? The devil's lying to you and telling this, you know, you don't feel it? Put it on. Put it on at work. When you go to work, when you go to work, you ought to be the happiest person. You ought to be the friendliest person. You ought to be the joyous person in your neighborhood, in your home, and in church. And you know what church is? Church is a filling station. Church is a filling station. Starting Monday, you're going to start, you're going to start using gas. You're going to start using gas. You're going to start putting on joy at work and putting on joy at school and putting on joy with your family and putting on joy with your friends. But come Sunday, you can come back in and you can open up that funnel really, really wide and say, God, fill me, refill me with the freshness of your joy. When I look at your faces and, and see the joy, it just, it just says, keep on going. Keep on learning. Keep on studying. But that's what it says to God. When you put on joy, you're saying, Father, I know I got a feeling everything is going to be all right. How many believe you can have joy? Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen.